Warning, this podcast contains hamster kigu-wearing little sisters, stressed-out older brothers, unusual food combinations, video game tournaments, temper tantrums, and chibi forms. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 325, The World Revolves Around Younger Siblings. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mong Review, some podcasts and vague reviews about connecting the enhanced narratives. It's your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hey, it's Greta. And we hope all of you have been doing pretty good. We're doing kind of chill, and it's been a little bit of time since you've been on a manga review. Hooray! Hooray for being on a new episode, or hooray for not being on episodes? Hooray for being on an episode. Good. <laughs> That's good. Okay, um, beforehand, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. Uh, if you want... Before, if you... Uh, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. So, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is some podcast and vain reviews about connected enhanced narratives. What does that mean? Pretty much... Depending on the podcasts from our shows that you listen to, we talk about different geek topics from movies, games, TV shows, graphic novels, all different types of things. This is the manga review. We obviously talk about manga, and we tell you the pros and cons on it. About it. we tell you the pros and cons on it, how the art style is, the characters are, the overall plot development, and if it's worth investing your time in or not, uh, or if it does the thing where the first part's really good, then it sucks really bad. We'll tell you that, but we try to be educational, exciting, entertaining, and most importantly, enlightening. Now, you can find any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email me personally at zan at spirekin.com. That's X-A-N, not Z-A-N. And where else can they find us? Oh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Tumblr, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and several other social media sites. And also Stitcher and the PSN Network for some weird reason. Also, we have a couple of cool things happening. And finally, I've actually recorded a video for YouTube that's not just audio recording. You will see it soon. So basically, if you can't find us, user error. Not user error, not my fault. (laughs) But, so, now that we've got that out of the way, let's get to what was released yesterday on the 16th of July. Because it is new release day, because for some weird reason they release mangas on Tuesdays. Not Wednesdays, Tuesdays. Well, you can't release something on a Monday. That's a Monday. Yeah, but most movies are released on Wednesdays. Well, DVDs and stuff are released on Wednesdays. Comics are released on Wednesdays. And then feature films are released on Friday. Well, so, those they usually come out Thursday night, technically, so you're seeing it on Friday. Well, well now that's a which thing. Which only leaves you Tuesday. It's the perfect day. It's manga day. Yeah, that's true. A new release book day. But we've got some interesting titles. There's 86-86 Volume 2, a light novel coming out. What is that about? I don't know. There's Angels of Death Volume 7. 
There's Barakumarin, Volume 18. Beast Stars, Volume 1. All I've heard about this is this is the furry manga ever. It's The, it's the picture is a wolf guy wearing a business suit. Huh. I have no idea what it's about. Children of the Whales, Volume 11. I thought they only had like 10 volumes, but whatever. Well, now it has 11. Well, there's Cocoon Entwined, Volume 1, another series we don't know about. Count Fujiwara's Suffering. Maybe it's a vampire series? I don't know. Then there's... Dead, Dead, Demons, da 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 Destruction, Volume 6. That is, I tried reading that manga. It is so weird. It's But anyway, you have Die, Volume 3. You have Final Fantasy 13-2, Fragments Before the Manga. You have Fire Punch, Volume 7. Gabriel Dropout, Volume 7. Goblin Slayer, Brand New Day, Volume 1. They made a sequel to Goblin Slayer, or a spinoff. I don't know. One or the other. High School Prodigies, Have It Easy Even in Another World, Volume 4. Another Isekai series, so fun. Then you have Interspecies Reviewers, Volume 2. I don't want to know if it comes up at the Wheel of Manga, then we'll look at it, but I don't want to know. Then you have uh, Kanasuba, Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon on the Side, Sword Oratory, Volume 8, the manga. You have Killing Me, Volume 1. I That sounds kind of depressing. If you are a fan of old school stuff... Legend of the Galactic Hero, Volume 9, is finally coming out. Or Little Witch Academia, light novel. Oh, so just to made a light novel for Little Witch Academia. That's kind of cool. That's a really weird and fun series. Like, it's like the the worst witch. It we, needs a light novel. Well, we got to do a, a review of the, the short movie, because it was actually not bad. I haven't watched a TV show yet. Yankees, Volume 3, is coming out. So now we get to know what happens with the, gam, the, the gang of cats that we reviewed a couple episodes ago. I don't want to say the next one. Uh, Secretly, I've been suffering about being sexless, which is a sequel to uh, my lesbian experience with loneliness. She wrote another one. Then, one of the greatest mangas of all time, Skullface Bookseller Honda-san, Volume 1, which is so weird. Uh, You have So I'm a Spider, So What, Volume 6, the manga and light novel coming out. Terraformers, Volume 21. For those of you who like your evil space cockroaches. Ugh. Squish it. Squish it now. The Alchemist Who Survived Now Dreams of a Quiet City Life, Volume 1. 8 to 1 is an Izakai. Well, there you go. The Dirty Way to Destroy the Goddess's Hero, Volume 1, the light novel. The Quintessential Quintuplets, number 4. I'm guessing this is where the series is going to diverge from the anime. I'm guessing. I don't know. I have to read it. Uh, You have the Saga of Tanya the Evil, Volume 6, light novel, and Volume 7, manga, and I... Really don't want to review that stupid series. It's so dumb. Uh, Torture Princess, Fruit Torchin manga, uh, Triage X Volume Eighteen. Woof woof story. I told you to turn me into a pampered pooch, not Finrer. Volume One. We talked about the light novel a couple episodes ago. It sounds really bizarre, and it's interesting. Yuri is my life. Volume f- or sorry, Yuri is my job. Volume Four. And then Yuri Life. So two mangas for those of you who like girl-girl stuff. Which, eh. Meh. So it's got a, a pretty interesting list of stuff. So far, the thing which is standing out to me for this release is definitely Soma Spider, So What? Uh, Skullface bookseller Honda-san. Quince. Oh, for you it's Quince. And probably... Uh, uh, what is that one? Um... Uh, no, the one we talked about with uh, not Yankees. Goblin Slayer. No, brain not working right now. Um, Little Witch Academia. Ah. Yeah, there's so many interesting good manga titles, and you can check them out. Uh, what do you guys like? Let us know 
let us know in the show notes or email us. And so now that that's done, let's get to the reason why we're talking about stuff, and that's the manga review of this episode. And this one actually pertains to reading manga because the main character for this series would probably make someone else buy all these mangas for them. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. You don't know? Not at all. So this is so. If you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only the wheel of manga. And it dictated unto us to be reviewing a manga that was written by Senkaku Head and published by Shuisha. And it's actually being released over here by Seven Seas Entertainment. And originally released by Weekly Young Jump. It came out 2013 to 2017 for the first series. Then the second series, 2014 to present, there's two volumes. Then there's another series, and a third series, and a spin-off series. And there's an absurdly large amount of series, including a new sequel series to the ending, because the ending didn't finish the series at all. Maybe they'll come out with a new series. Probably they will. Also, there is two anime series, and there's rumors a movie will be coming out, and a live-action adaptation, which I don't see that working at all. But, anyway, this is classified as a... There are, like I said, 12 volumes for original series, two for the other series, so probably, we'll say 16 seri- volumes total. But the series is classified as a Senen comedy slice-of-life series, and the title is... Himoto Umaru-chan. Yes, Umaru-chan. Now, when I first saw people walking around with the hamster kigus at cons and the bottles of Coke, I had no idea what was going on. You're like, that's a lazy cosplay. I was, I thought it was something. I was like, what is this? Is this just people wearing kigus? Because kigus were starting to become a thing. So I was like, what is going on? And then I read the manga. And this manga is one which is very different and intriguing and also you can see why it's a set in series because technically the main character and the narrator is a 29 year old or he's a 26 year old they don't really give him his age i think he's a grown-up he is a grown-up and his name is taihi doma and he works for diamond industries what is it what do they do with diamond services well if you look online there's three possibilities one he works for a a jet corporation one he works for a diamond exchange or he works for a clothing company it's not a jewelry store it's not a jewelry store but his job is he is a computer server and he lives in a 1dk room so pretty much a one tatami mat room so it's about we'll say it's a studio yeah it's about a studio you have your kitchen and then the rest is there that's all you have and he lives there with his sister, his loving, adorable younger sister, who's 15 years old, Umaro Doma, who he affectionately calls a Himoto, which is a which translates to dried fish little sister or worthly, worthless lazy bum sister. This is a combination of Himono Ona, the dried fish woman who's proper in public but lazy at home, and Imoto, little sister. And she is that exactly. This is the joke of... It's like Switch Girl or Kari Kano. At, at school... She's perfect. She's beautiful. She is great at all the sports. She gets perfect scores. She can play all the instruments. All the boys like her. All the girls like her. Like, she's just perfect. She's the girl that if a little kid drops a balloon, or let's go with a balloon, she'll go to catch it. Or if a cat's in a tree, she'll get it. Or if an old lady is walking down the street and needs to cross, she'll grab her arm and help her cross. She is perfect and charming and sweet and complimentary and like like everything you can be to be nice. 
And then she gets home. So I relate to her. She gets home. Within two seconds of being home, she throws on her blankie and becomes Umaru-chan and becomes her chibi form and is lazy and reads manga and plays video games and eats snacks the way a snack should be eaten, just for the record, if you're wondering, and drinks soda and plays with her hamsters and asks everything of her big brother. She asks for specific things to eat. She makes him go pick up her manga. Like, everything. She is a total spoiled brat. Perfect little bratty sister. And I can say that because I am a perfect little sister. It gets gets pretty sketchy at some points because she does do some really bad things. And she's able to pull the I'm going to control you one way or the other. Oh, she's got the mind control thing down perfect. Well, she tries to. There are times where she tries it and it backfires lovely. Like, she'll be like, oh, wait, maybe if I switch to in outdoor mode. And he's like, no. Because he knows the, the trick. He knows it's all a lie that she's really just this super childish girl at home. Also, she talks about herself in the first person, which according to, if you read the translation notes, that's because she's talking like a toddler at home. Yeah. And she's crazy. Also, she's an amazing video game person outside. But she doesn't, like, study at all when she's home. She doesn't study. She doesn't do anything. No, she, she, she studies. He, and he tricks her into studying more because he gets her scared. True. She, she'll do that a little bit. But for the most part, she gets home. She changes into her alter ego. And she plays video games all night. She'll read all of the new manga. She'll eat all of the snacks. She'll eat all this food. And in the daytime, she'll sleep in late. And her brother will yell at her. And then she gets up and... It, in a blink of an eye is ta-da, perfect and shiny and wonderful and walking to school and how effortless. The series is little vignettes of different situations happening. Like one is she goes to class and she gets a perfect score and her rival, this one girl who we'll get into in a moment, uh, shows her, it's like, you can't beat me, I got 99 on the score and she got 100. And then you see her get home. But then she says, oh, it's okay. Next time I'm sure you're going to get 100. Like she's... You can't not love her. And you see, uh, she goes home and you see her brother, Taihei, looking at her report card. It's like five, five, five. It's like pretty much A pluses across the board. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And then you see her, she's sitting on top of a ball upside down playing a video game going, yeah. She's like, (laughs) she falls off an exercise ball in like a lazy, sad way. She's just super lazy. But she's not, but she does this. And also, she doesn't let other people know that she is... Uh, this character Umaru Chen or UMR which is her alter ego when she plays video games so you have a bunch of other characters involved the first off you have their downstairs neighbor Nana Ibina who is a girl who's from the north of Japan and she transferred to Tokyo because she wanted to get a better education also she's looking for her older brother who disappeared and she's a nice girl she's super sweet she's kind of dumb She's also... She's not dumb, but she has, like, an accent. She has... She gets 30s in her exam, and she's pretty sure she was going to fail out. She has um, performer performance anxiety. Yeah. Also, she's a little... She's busty, and, but, she, and she tries to... She has a lot of confidence issues, but she tries the best she can. She studies to speak proper Japanese, and she... Um, but without... With, like, she's... She is a 
well-rounded, and I'm not just saying that because she's busty. She's a well-rounded human being. She, like, lives on her own. She can cook. She can clean. She does, like, decent on her schoolwork. You know, like, she does well, kind of, across the board. Nothing exceptional. But she's pretty good in all areas of her life. Umaru-chan is, like, perfect, perfect girl at school, in front of her friends, at sports, at home. Uh, UMR, she's like perfect gamer, all of that good stuff, but she's, you know, can't cook to save her life. But she can mix snacks. Like and she problem. lies and tells Abina that she's the one who cooks and her brother can't cook at all. Eventually, it comes to head and she realizes, I can't cook. I've been lying and saying he does it, but, you know, just because she didn't want to be embarrassed by it. But it's interesting because Abina is a nice character. She wants to be Umaru. She loves that. And she, that's her ideal person. Also, she may be in love with Taihei. It's either she's in love with him or she thinks he's an older brother figure. There's a there there's a schoolgirl crush there somewhere. The next girl we have is the girl who is her epitomous rival, which is her name is Sophie Ford Tachibana or SFT. SFT. She is a crazy girl who apparently got into her head that in order to make friends, you have to have a rival. And her rival she has made is Umaru. And how is she going to do this? By challenging her on everything possible, from schoolwork to sports to other things. Also, she ends up joining a bunch of competitions to win to be the best, and she ends up becoming friends with UMR. Not Umaru, UMR. And Umaru has to wear a mask whenever they hang out. And she has no clue that UMR is Umaru. And she says, you're my best friend now, UMR-san. And you know what? You're going to help me defeat Umaru. Don't know. And you're like, wait a minute. Um, So you're asking her to defeat herself? That would be why she got a 99. She's missing that one last point. But she's... uh. At first, she's an annoying character that's just there as a rival, but when you see her reasoning for doing what she's doing, she's a bit of a... You feel for her because she's in, she's someone who's lonely and wants to... Make friends, get a social life. And how she makes friends is from something that she figured out from a friend of her older brother that made no sense. But when you don't know how to make friends, that you believe it. And also, she's absurdly wealthy, like... But also supposedly... She's not absurdly wealthy. Her family has money. Also supposedly Umaru has money. Not Taihei, Umaru. There's a whole question about what their family situation is because she's living with her older brother, but apparently she's the heir to a huge Zaibatsu, so... We don't know. Unless she's completely lying, which could be possible too because it's Umaru. And the third uh, friend of Umaru is Kiri Motoba. A girl who, when you first see her, she is scary looking, and everyone thinks she's going to beat them up. And she just eerily looks at Umaru in class all the time. Like, creepily. And then she's following her all the time. Creepily. And apparently she followed her home. Without talking to her. And then... Like, you know, creepily. And then the day when she knocks on the door, and the door opens... It's um, well, first of all, Umaru-chan thought it was her brother coming back who needed help getting into the front door with all the groceries. So she sprang into Leap, goes to open the door as Umaru-chan, and it's this chick. Now, the funny part is this is almost exactly the same situation as what happened in Karikano. Except the difference is that in Karikano, he knew immediately that this is you. Th- that was Yukari. This one, she doesn't realize it's Umaru. She's like... 
oh, are you Maru's little sister? And she's like, yeah, yes. I'm Komaru. Like, you're going to be my mistress now. You're like, wait, what? But that's also <laughs> like her coping mechanism to, to, you know, like try to make friends and it's safety it's safer talking to a little kid rather than somebody who's like literally perfect at everything in school so she becomes her friend and then she kind of then umaro kind of blackmails her older brother to like you don't say anything you say i'm your other sister and that way no one will know even though it gets really complicated because because he's like ah whatever because his best friend is her older brother and he meets umaro and calls her a different name yet she doesn't really Kari doesn't realize that the name that he uses is the same name as Umaru. He thinks that he's talking to Komaru and it gets all... Not the sharpest family. They're all kind of stupid. It takes him like three weeks to figure out that the girl, the black-haired girl that's hanging out with Umaru is, is his, his sister. sister. Even though she beats him up the same way and knows it. So they're not that smart. But yeah, his best friend is nicknamed Bomba. It's Takeshi Motobo. And he has feelings for his sister. Not dirty feelings he loves his sister and he, he loves his sister it's like his baby sister but the thing is he looks kind of like a hooligan and apparently at her school debut he showed up looking not great because his family couldn't show up and because of that it gave her a bad reputation and she ended up beating well, him up right and she is used to beating him up at home like a younger sibling would beat up like their older sibling you know kind of Play fight, sport fight, if you have a sibling. You probably know what I'm talking about. Um, but she forgot that she was at school. So instead, everybody sees this scary looking girl, like, dropkick this guy, and he, like, runs away. So she looks like she beat up an older boy. Furthering the myth. be scared of her myth. So these characters end up having a whole life and a whole thing together. There's a couple other characters there is... Uh, uh, TS, TFT, uh, SFT's older brother Alex, who I kind of like because he's an otaku who moved to, who was a hikikomori, moves to Japan, and he ends up getting a life, and he's exactly like Umaru Chan, and he sees through the whole shtick. He knows Umaru and Umaru Chan are two are the same person; they're not two different people, and he's the older sibling to his sister, but he doesn't tell his sister because whatever. Also, the sister is obsessed well, with him. Because he's also like a hardcore gamer, and UMR is a gamer, and that's how they And they're anime fans. Right. So there's like a secret camaraderie there, like, ah, I'm not going to tell my annoying sister that I know exactly who you are. And my annoying sister isn't annoying. She just wants to be exactly like me and is in love with me in a weird sort of way. And then to round out the cast, you have um, the uh, uh, their manager, well, uh, Taihei's boss... Kanoe, who went to school with him and Bomba, and she likes him, but she doesn't know what to do, because it's kind of weird. She's the boss, but she kind of, she's mean to Bomba, but then she's nice to him. She likes him. But then she says, I go at every single Christmas Eve, I just rent It's a Wonderful Life and watch it alone while my sister sleeps in the corner. That's kind of depressing. Yeah, but everybody, that just shows you everybody has a little bit of an alter ego at home. Except Taihei. Taihei is 100%. He's a straight man. Except he gets Yeah, to... but he should have a little bit of that behind closed doors. You oh. should sh sharpen up a little bit at work. 
He does. He's good at work. He stays extra time. He just has to deal with his insane sister. He and all stays extra time because he can't finish his stuff. No, it's times where she says, oh, I need you to do extra work for me. Which means he, he, he wants to provide for his sister who ends up racking up $2,000 on his credit card bill on Zoema. Z- or sorry, Zone Emma. <laughs> Not to be confused with any certain buying companies that have an A in front of it and have a Zon at the end of it. <laughs> Not to be confused with Zan. They do like next day shipping? Yes. There may be a Zone, Zone Emma Prime. Oh, Prime. <laughs> so, it's a bunch of little vignettes. It's very funny. We could go over each of the little gags, but as with most comedy series, you just got to read it for yourself. Uh, the art style is super, just the backgrounds are, are non-existent unless they have to focus on like something like how she cleans up the apartment when Ibini shows up, how it's all nice and clean, but then you see all of, it's just that all of her junk is thrown into the bathroom, which makes you wonder, what happens if he has, she had to go to the bathroom? She would have looked and saw that. Um, there's the entire episode or issue when she gets sick and then he kind of is mean to her about it, but then he gets sick. And she's like, you know what? I'll take care of you, and I'm going to torture you instead. She's thinking she's going to be super mean and evil to him. And then when she gets home, his his fever increased by like four degrees, and she suddenly panics and is like, "Oh my god, I didn't mean for this to happen." That's because that's how siblings roll. Like, you're going to fight each other, and you'll take digs at each other, and try to like, you know, screw up with the other one's plans or do stuff. But then when push comes to shove, if your sibling's actually sick. You know, if somebody else is attacking them, you step up. No one else can pick on them. I think it's that she lo- she actually does love him. Just of like she's at the, she does. she's at the point where she's like, I'm gonna I'm too busy in my own life and what I want. Like I want you to buy an SUV. But she's also used to him doing all of it. Like a part of it is a little bit. Part of it is his fault. Like. He's given in and done all this stuff for his sister. He makes dinner. He asks her what she wants to eat. He makes it. He, like, buys her all the manga that she wants. Plays video games with him every once in a while. Like, I think that she he sh- gives in to her. She suckers him into it, too. I'm just curious what else is going on with the fine, but we, we can go on forever. But, so, overall, our style's great. Characters are fun. I think that Taihei is a great character, and you can see this is... A definitely a sentence slice of like this is a get off of work and read it because you want to be Umaru Chan. Well, you- some of us are Umaru Chan and are perfect and pretty and professional in our outdoor lives and come home and within two minutes can be and put on red hoodies. Yes, gotcha. But so out of our out of our rating system, I am going to have to give this... You know what? I'm actually going to give this a really, really, really fucking cool. It is a fun series, and it's whimsical and fun and bizarre and weird. There's callbacks to a bunch of different anime series, and they reference so much, and there's so many blatant... Like, they just change things slightly so they don't get in trouble. Like, there's an entire thing of when you look in uh, Umaru-chan's head where she's debating about buying something for her brother, and it's just the Neon Genesis Evangelion Sele group. You see all the big, the, the pillars with the numbers, but they're all little Umaru-chans. And then there's the one with the glasses and the hands that are uh, in the uh, supported pose. Like, they're contemplating the Gendo Akari pose. I really enjoy this. I think that if you have a chance, read it. I think you'll really like it. Uh, where would you put it? I'd say really, really, really freaking cool. Um, it, I think it's 
super relaxing. I like that they got all of it right. They got the like the little sister aspect. They got the the schoolgirl aspect, the the pressure of being a a perfect girl, the the friendship dynamic, the the little sister, big brother. I I I think they nailed it. And then there's like like fun like little cooking things and gaming things for those people who are not good at gaming to understand. I like it. Really, really, really freaking cool. I will say out of the three Switch Girl series, which pretty much means it's a series where characters have, you know, the I'm pretending to be this at school, then I'm this at home. Out of it, I think that Kari Kano is a little better than this because that one is more multifaceted and is a little more of a drama. But this one's a close second. And then in last place is Switch Girl because Switch Girl was just lazy. This one is just, it, it, it adds a little bit of vibrance to it. And also just how crazy uh, Umaru is. Also, the anime is a lot of fun. The anime is super fun. And I think that the opening for the first season so is a lot more fun than the second one. Even though she looks like a member of Team Rocket in the second one. They say like, oh, she's this, she's that. Now, a random question of the day is going to be, if you had to wear a Kigu outfit, what Kigu outfit would you wear? It's similar to the last one we talked about Kigus, but what Kigu would you wear? Like I said last time, and I still agree, I would probably have a Stitch Kigu. Do they have a blanky Kigu? It would just be a blanky with a hood. That's mine. But they are blankies. Kigus are blankies. Just okay, have so, an uh, it's like a, a creature, a character shape. Teddy bear. So it'd be just a teddy bear. Okay. Preferably Care Bear, and I'd like to have the Care Bear stare. They have Care Bears ones. And I want pockets. They have pockets. I'm just saying. I could show you a Kigu, Care Bear Kigu right now. I seriously can. Okay, that means we gotta go. Yep, so I guess so. I guess that's it for the review. Remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email us personally at spirekin at gmail. You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com or me personally at zanspirekin.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those other lovely sites. You can check us out at a con coming near you. I think the next one was, is supposed to be Otakon, but we're going to see you know, if we can get to a con earlier. But that's neither here nor there. Now, with that out of the way, let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. And What are we talking about? We're talking about that one. That only. The sound like the drunk guy from Simpsons. <laughs> yes, but the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? It's a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it. What I've done to each of the slots is there's each numbered. So what have I added to each of the numbers? A manga. So we're going to spin the wheel, and whatever number lands on this review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 326, and currently we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. We have 11 titles on the list. We have to take one out. So I'm thinking I'm going to take out... Um, I will take out this one, because I have not... This one just seems out of place. Cool, so we have ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yes, so... We can count. So spin and see what we're reviewing the next episode. Bump it down.
number four. So what is number four on our list? Demon Slayer. Kimitsu no Yamanabana. Yes, uh, Demon Slayer, the new hotness series, which has gotten a season two for the season. For summer, is still going to go Everybody, on. you need to write in and make us review Welcome to the Ballroom. Right. The wheel chose, and we do not defy the wheel. Oh, so close. It was close. Maybe next time. I'll put Welcome to the Ballroom on next time. <laughs> but Demon Slayer. Okay. Stay tuned. Yes, so more shonen action, and not another Isekai series. <laughs> That's the that's the goal for the next two weeks is no more isekais, uh, and I think that's it for this episode. Uh, there's nothing else really much going on. We're going to be doing our review of well, we're almost done with it, but we should be doing the review of the summer twenty uh, summer twenty nineteen anime list. We've got some good titles on here and some weird titles on here, and um, I mean we've gone through two thirds of the list. I think. Yeah, we've been making some really good headway. I keep getting stuck on Doctor Stone. I don't know why. Another episode just keeps playing. Yeah. No, the one which I'm... Um, like, there's two in the, that have been listed for summer that we haven't talked about yet. And that's Try Wizards because it's not coming out yet. And A Maiden in Your Savage Season. It's on High Dive. And I'm not going to spend $20 on High Dive. Uh, so We'll see. We're going to skip those and talk about some more interesting ones. So far, the, in my opinion, the one I'm enjoying the most out of the ones we've seen is... Arfaretta and... Um, Dr. Stone? Dumbbell non kilo moteru because. Yeah. Side crunch. Oh, yeah. I gotta do. Wait, so it's left hand, right? Ugh. Yeah. Side muscle. Oh, side chest off. Side chest off. Anyway, that's it for this episode. This is, so. Thanks, guys. See you soon. This is your host, Zan. Greta. We'll catch you guys next time. Read more manga. We're gone, though.